When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Are we ready? I guess not. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. One, two, three. It's Mackie and Judd with Rami. With Rami. So now it's up to Devers. He's fucking out to end the game. So we talked about Rodgers' difficulties between when he's rested and when he works back-to-back. But he got the job done. Here's 39-year-old Nelson Cruz on the verge of hitting his 35th, which would mean that for six consecutive years, he's hit 35 or more. Whack to center. Back goes Bradley. It's in the bush. 35 home runs now for Nelson Cruz in six consecutive seasons from his mid to his late 30s. Bob Costas on MLB Network. It is Mackie and Judd with Rami on Score North on 1500 scorenorth.com and the Score North mobile app. No Mackie today. Danny Cunningham sitting in on the show. And, Hi, guys. Uh, before we What's get up, out Dan? of here at 6 o'clock, we will address Danny's blasphemy when it comes to Italian food at large and especially deep dish pizza and lasagna. But that's for much later in the show nothing, because I said nothing blasphemous. We have more important business to get to between now and then. Jason Stark of the Athletic and MLB Network will. Join us at 420 as he does every Wednesday. At 440, we are going to do something. If you like The Who, the rock band The Who, and you fancy yourself a karaoke singer, you have a chance to win some Who tickets. And I'm willing to admit right now, that's my idea, the bit that we're doing at 440. That's either going to be great radio or terrible radio, which could also be great radio. So, But either way... I own it. That's coming up at 440, and we'll talk some Vikings coming up at 5 o'clock. That was game one of a three-game series between the Red Sox and the Twins last night. Twins coming off, uh, coming out on top 6-5. to five. And uh, the first that we saw, Judd, of the opener from Rocco Baldelli, Taylor Rogers. You heard the highlight there. The last of six pitchers used by Rocco Baldelli last night with Randy Dobnak being the initial outgetter and working a clean first inning. So here's what I want to start with Randy Dobnak. Go to Randy Dobnak, gentlemen. Go to his Twitter page. This guy must have been one of the greatest Uber drivers of all time. <laughs> because if you go to Randy's Twitter page, which I did today, you will find that he has the an I believe he, that he was driving Uber until right before he was basically uh, uh, started to pitch. Uh, but he had a rating on Twitter of 4.99 out of 5. It's pretty impressive. 
Like that's off the charts, right? That is like your really Twitter, good. you're 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 an Uber pro at that point. That's solid, dude. And I'm curious what my Uber passenger rating is. Yeah, I haven't. I don't think I've ever. But what checked would you mine. be? So so here, here's my question. Okay, it's you guys fl- ever give bad Uber ratings? No, I've never given talk too much. Yeah, you would ha- you would have to be you would have no you would have to be awful. <laughs> I've I, never given a bad Uber rating. So I, I just gave I a five star rating that. to somebody because I took an Uber yesterday. I had to take one from the train station to the car dealership where I picked up my car because it was getting repairs done. I gave him five stars because he didn't say a word. That's solid. At worst, the worst I've ever given is a four. I don't. I don't know what an Uber driver would do to get less than a four. I have a four point nine one rating as a passenger. Wow. I oh, think that's but, pretty oh, good. Oh, oh, controversy. What? If I'm not mistaken, so I I looked up this afternoon Dobnik's uh, Uber rating a four point nine nine out of five. I just went back to look at his account. It appears his Twitter account's been suspended. What? Randy Dobnak, what did he do to get his Twitter account suspended? Well, go to go to it online here. I'm pretty sure that that this is it. I just went to Randy Dobnak, D O B N A K. It's at Dobnak. Yeah, it, no, it's it's suspended. It's there for me. Oh, it's suspended for me. Anyway, the guy's Maybe a, you're suspended. The guy's what did a, you do? The guy. I don't know what I did. The guy's a good driver, a decent picture too. <laughs> he might have blocked you. Why would you block me? I didn't do anything. It says account suspended. Twitter suspends accounts which violate Twitter rules. Unless I'm looking at the wrong thing here. At Dobnik. Judd, it's Dobnik with an underscore. Yeah, that's oh, you're looking at the wrong, on the wrong one. Well, this guy got his account suspended. That's very unfortunate <laughs> for him. He should be very upset about it. It's kind of like how at Danny Cunningham is suspended, and I, for some reason I can't get it. You can't get hold of it? Yeah. Mackie had that problem for, for a long time. I've been trying for years. Phil was like PMAC21 because he couldn't get it. He couldn't get the Phil Mackie account, despite the fact that the guy who had it never used it. Yeah. So Phil was like, can I just have this? And they're like, oh, no, 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 no. Uh, so the opener, back to your question, Rami. Yes, it worked well, and here's why I liked it most. It's not because of what transpired last night, although it was nice that the Twins were able to use an opener and basically go with what amounted to a bullpen game and win that game. It's to set up tonight and the fact that we now get to see Jose Barrios push back a day, and I think this is the most important thing. You need to find out if you can get Barrios turned around to the point where you are comfortable starting him in Game 1 of your playoff series, right? I think we we all agree, as we talked about on the Twin Show, it would be really nice not to have the discussion of, I wonder if Pineda should start Game 1, which right now I sort of feel he should, but I don't really like that thought. And so if the extra day of rest can get Barrios to a point where he can go into Boston and pitch a good game and start him on a path to to recovery from what was a really bad month of August for him. That's the reason why I liked what we saw last night so much, if this if this actually works, and I think it's worth a gamble. I think that you want Barrios to leave no doubt that he should be the Game 1 starter, because even if the playoffs started today, I do think that they would start him Game 1. I don't think they'd go Pineda. I don't think they'd go Odorizzi. I don't think they would go anywhere else. I think that they would give the ball to Jose Barrios, but right now there's a question of whether or not they should. I think they would, but I'm not sure that, sure that they should. You want him to prove over the last four, five, however many starts he has remaining this season, that no doubt he is your Game 1 ALDS starter. Because right now, that's not the case. And that's what you're starting to look for, and it begins tonight in Boston. Especially if you're facing the Astros in Round 1. Because they, they're going to throw three very good pitchers at you. Your your best chance at beating them in a given game. Now, you have a chance at beating them in any game. But if you have Jose Barrios, and he's right on the mound for Game 1, 
I think that's a coin flip game because I I put him right up there when he's on when he has his A game. I put him right up there with anybody, including those three guys that they have in Houston. I now, wouldn't call do- it quite a coin flip, but he, it's closer. He doesn't have his A game as often as those guys do, and that's what separates them from Jose Barrios. But when he has his A game. I would put Jose Barrios up against any one of those three guys, and I think you can put the Twins lineup up against any lineup in baseball, and I'll take their bullpen over the Astros' bullpen at this point. That's why I say if you have Jose Barrios right and has his A game for game one, that's a coin flip, and that's what you need to have if you want to have a shot in a series against the Astros. I agree with Danny. I don't think it will be much of a debate in-house of who's going to start game one, even if Jose Barrios... As a rocky September, I think they still throw him out there and hope that he just figures it out and they get lucky and he figures it out in game one of a playoff series. But if we're having that debate, if that's a question at all in the minds of Twins fans, they don't have much of a chance of winning a playoff series, especially against Houston. If you look at how things stand right now, and this team is going to make the playoffs, the division is basically, it's done. So this team is going to make the playoffs. They're going to win the American League Central. If you look at how things stack up right now, the... One thing that I can say is if Brios doesn't get this done, if he doesn't turn things around substantially to get back to at least 95% of the guy that we saw at his best, I can't give this team a chance playoff-wise. They're going to run into teams that will steamroll them, and they will lose They will lose games that take four hours, 20 minutes, and go 18 to 17. If Brios finds it, okay, be, because... This all goes to, what did they fix? And I think we can all agree on this. What did they fix with the bullpen? They fixed something very important to me, which is people now slot into where they should be, right? So, like, Duffy now slots in. If you have to say, hey, Tyler, I need you to go out there and throw uh, two high-pressure innings, he's going to be like, ugh. But if you put him in the right slot, or may... To a certain What's degree. he gonna do? He's gonna go. Oh, I can't do that. Okay, but boy. it's not what he said the first time. <laughs> oh, boy. But if you put Trevor May in in a situation where he's destined to fail, guess what? He's going to fail, right? So this all comes back to me to the rotation. If you feel okay, you're, we're going to start Barrios, but Pineda right now is our best pitcher. It's not for the playoffs against good teams lining up right. But if Barrios has found his stuff. You got a shot, because you're right. The lineup stacks up. The bullpen can be a little bit dicey at times, but it's much improved. And as we've discussed a lot now, every bullpen in baseball can be dicey at times. So this all comes back to one very important question, which is, do you have Barrios functioning at near capacity or not? Because if you don't, I don't like your chances at at all to probably win a first-round series. And if you do, I think you got a shot. I think you got a real shot. Yeah. If you can if you can throw Jose Barrios out there and he gives you a chance to win a baseball game twice in a five game series, now you just gotta steal one more of those other games where you're outmatched in terms of who's going out to the mound. Correct. You just gotta steal one more. But also if it's against Houston, there's no guarantee you're getting both of those games. Right. Because if Jose Barrios is giving you two shots to win. No, against Houston, they will not be favored. And I I wouldn't pick them to win a series against Houston. Sure. We're just talking about what gives them the best chance to win and a legitimate chance to win, and that's Jose Barrios with his A game. Even if you get that, Justin Verlander or Zach Granke or Garrett Cole could outduel him on a given day. He could throw eight innings of one run ball and those guys will throw a nine inning shutout. And guess what? That's fine. If right. that happens, right. that's fine. 
But I'm t- talking about the difference between I give the Twins a chance and I throw my hands up and I'm like, you got no chance. Sure. That's the difference. Yeah. Because you can hit w- with teams or out-hit teams. Bullpen-wise, I think that the trade that you made at the deadline put you in a position to give people the chance to succeed. I would like to see Taylor not pitch on two consecutive days. That's my preference. Um, I'm not a big fan of that, but I do think that your bullpen gives you a chance. So the question becomes, when you sit down on your couch to watch game one, do you feel that your team has a chance? And guess what? If you lose 2-1 to one to Houston, you lose 2-1 to one to Houston. Yeah. But we wouldn't sit there being like, oh my goodness, they fell apart. You would just say, okay, Astros are really good, and, and you lost a close game by a run. It happens. So that's the difference to me. What are you guys expecting from Barrios tonight with the extra day of rest? Do you think we start to see him get back to I hope so, but the Bo- guy we saw in April and May and June? Boston's I'm, sca- I'm skeptical. Boston scares me. The ballpark scares me. These guys can flat out bleep and hit as well. I wish the extra day, okay, to go back to Derek's point from yeah, Derek, a week ago. Derek today said he expects I to know. see the best start that we've seen yet from Jose Barrios this year. I would have really liked to seen him skip the the previous start and get pushed back against the White Sox or Detroit back yep. then, because then then if if he comes out and shoves, I'm not saying that that tells you a ton, but it gets you on the right course. Boston's a weird ballpark to play in, and keep in mind, guys, power wise, that this team is, I believe, third in baseball behind the Twins and Yankees in uh, run scored. Yeah. I'm. I think that Judd. I'm with you. I would have liked to have seen this done against a team that's not what the Red Sox are, and the Red Sox are obviously aren't one of the better teams in baseball right now. But they do have one of the better offenses in baseball. You're setting him up for a higher chance of success by pushing him back that day, but you could have given him a higher chance of su- success doing this previously, and then that can try and get things rolling. I'm not. I'm skeptical that he's going to be great tonight. I'm really skeptical that anything's going to change. Not because they gave him a day off, but because you're going up against a really tough lineup. It's a tough task, no matter how much rest you're on, to shut down this Boston lineup. Before his last start, I was saying, yeah, get him an extra day of rest. Let's let's throw in somebody for a spot start, like they did yesterday, and and give him an extra day of rest, like Derek was was saying that they should do for about a week before they decided to go ahead and start Barrios in that game. But and I'm I'm the one who always preaches to judge the 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 process and not the results. I think this is one instance where you can look back on it and say, he looked pretty good in that last start, and now he has an extra day of rest since then. I feel like the ball already got rolling towards Jose Barrios getting on the right track. And now you're giving him an extra day of rest. Hopefully tonight you you see the confidence from the last start that he had, plus the rest that he got from not pitching last night. Both of those things coming together to a pretty good start. I'm not ready to go as far as Derek and say it's going to be the best we've seen Jose Barrios this year. And to be fair to Derek, he was saying that, relatively speaking, and going against a, a very take, good Red take. Sox It was a hot line. take as well. Derek is practicing. He was tra- he's trying to go hot take. He's yeah. practicing his hot takes. He's working on his hot takes. Yeah, he's trying to add a little spice into it. Just doesn't have it. <laughs> you, you know what it was? Trevor May slider <laughs> got hit right out of the studio. Oh yeah, it just although it, last still night, going. the one that he gave up <laughs> last not a night, terrible pitch. that was actually a pretty good pitch. You at that one, you just had to tip your cap to Boston for hitting that one out. That was not a that was a pretty good pitch. That was just a good game last night. It okay, Ron, we were talking about the opener and and the pitching staff this whole time. That was just a great game. I got a question for you. Yes. So so I have said for months now 
give me the tougher games because yes. I just think they're, they're fun. And you're like, ah, but I like it when you beat Detroit and Kansas City, mm-hmm. and, and I get that. Where do you weigh in with last night? Which I thought, you give know, give me a nice mix. It's six rip. Give me a potpourri, and then it's six to five. But it's fantastic. Give me a potpourri. Of but good, like, what do you of, want? What, of good okay. competitive what's games. That po- what's that potpourri? Give me a good potpourri. Like I don't know. Like every like four out of every seven, I want to be a pretty easy win. And then you can throw in three nail biters in there. I'm just trying to get to October, man. So four out can, of every seven is not that bad. I haven't been right about it's any. A lot. I haven't been right about any major prediction I've made since getting to Minnesota. I just want to get to the point where You've I'm made right. one. <laughs> yeah, and it was a Timberwolves when I told you, don't be stupid. <laughs> I, I, I warned you. I cautioned you. And uh, That wasn't even a prediction. That's like, I have a gut feeling. Yeah, that was just a gut feeling, really. Yeah. What major predictions have you made other than this? The Twins are going to win the division. I said other than this. Nothing. I think that's it. I think that's well, no, pretty but you did it. predict that the Wolves were going to get the top pick as well, right? Oh, I'd In also predicted that they'd get D'Angelo Russell. I mean, I've said some stupid stuff, guys. I want to be D'Angelo right. D'Angelo Russell wasn't stupid. They actually no, that's, in the, that, yeah, that wasn't stupid. This is all about me. I just that was also that was right. also the common take. A lot of people thought that. So you can give me like three easy games out of or four easy games out of every seven, and then three like last night. Okay, so are, you did enjoy last night, though. Yeah, I enjoy competitive, well played baseball. Sure. I enjoy division championships more, and my heart can only take so much on the way to a division championship. Your heart we are not, uh, we are do not have some news, <laughs> twins wise, that just popped up from uh, Jake DePew. Is, is, this worthy, is this worthy of a breaking news sounder? Yes. Declan, do you have a breaking news sounder for me over there? Declan in for uh, Jonathan Harrison. Uh, we'll, we'll get there. All right. Or just like make one up. That was more a Vikings horn, wasn't it? That was yeah. very much yeah, a Vikings horn. <laughs> that was really, that was not, had nothing to do with Danny Cunningham. <laughs> Sam Dyson is heading back to the Twin no, Cities with shoulder no. soreness. Oh, no. According to Jake DePew. Okay, you know. That's at Rami, Jake DePew on Twitter. Rami, can I help you out here for a second? Because you've just, this news, and we, we have not uh, talked about this yet. Collar and I did it at the end of Purple Daily. But just accept your fate in this market. Because the Vikings, this is the week one injury report, right? Like week one. Atlanta. Has one player, Matt Gano. All right, he's their only guy, a tackle. You know, it it's week one. The Vikings have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven players on the injury report, led by Stefan Diggs. Hamstring did not participate in practice. Now Sam Dyson is flying back here. Just give it up. Like just accept give it. What up? Just accept it. Something's always going to go wrong. This bullpen, we're just talking about, hey, I trust this guy. Give trust up this. any hope or optimism? Is that what you're telling me to give just up? Just punt. Yes. Just punt. <laughs> just do what the Colquitt guy's going to do. Just punt, punt on hope. Punt on hope. <laughs> he's a good That's punter. the new Minnesota. Oh, he's a great guy, too. I talked to him we extensively. To he's a great a guy. Punt. Ross, if you're listening, Minnesota sports, punt on hope. Punt on hope. <laughs> Honest to God, like I've been torturing myself here to try to be positive, and last night was great. And then, and then Jake DePew tweets, "Sam Dyson's coming back here." We need to come up with a whole sports dad line of shirts that are just depressing as all get out, and they'll start with "Punt on Hope." Punt on Hope. I'm the I'm the Archie Bunker of Minnesota sports. I, I just it never ends. You want a bright side here? Sure. Since it's Please. September, he probably won't go on the IL. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Fair, fair enough. We'll talk with Jason Stark of MLB Network and uh, The Athletic about these Minnesota Twins right after this. Mackie and Judd with Rami on Score North on 1500, scorenorth.com, and the Score North mobile app.
Mackie and Judd with Rami on the all-new Score North on 1500scorenorth.com and that handy-dandy, nifty, totally free Score North mobile app. Mackie out today, Danny Cunningham sitting in. If you're a fan of The Who, would like to win some Who tickets and fancy yourself a karaoke singer, uh, you're going to want to be listening and possibly giving us a call at 651-646-8255 in the next segment at about 440. But joining us right now, as he does every Wednesday, right around this time, Hall of Fame baseball writer from The Athletic and MLB Network. Always a pleasure to welcome in Jason Stark. Jason, how are you this afternoon, sir? Hey, happy September there, man. You've seen a lot of baseball in your time. Rocco Baldelli, he's a Boston area native, has seen a lot of baseball at Fenway Park play in his time as well. He said he's never seen a ball land where Miguel Sano's home run landed last night. Have you, Jason Stark, ever seen a ball land where Miguel Sano's home run landed last night? Never. Ever. Uh, how is that ball only 452? Right? I, like, I keep doing the math in my head. It's, it's almost 400 feet to dead center. The wall is, what, 37 feet high. I, I, there's just no way. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, and, you know, the other crazy thing was, did you know StatCast said that ball had a 1% catch probability? By who? <laughs> wait, wait, what? The, what did they what's say? What's the 1%? Yeah. It's a cameraman. <laughs> it, it, had a, it had a 99% hit probability. I'm thinking that means it had a 1% catch probability. No! <laughs> That's the definition of 0%. Yeah, that thing was Almost launched. Bra- Bradley, I swear, Jason, they showed him. He turned around, he took. He looked up, he took one, I think, half step, and that was it. So, so if there was a 1% probability that he was going to catch that ball, man would have to learn to fly himself. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's if, great. And if anybody was going to catch it, he'd catch it. Yeah, it was fantastic. Exactly right. And he took if he took a half step, that was a half step too many. That you know, you see some stuff nowadays because you might have heard the ball flies a little bit, but still, when you see something like that, I mean, I I, I get chills. I, I really do. I, I say to myself, did I just see that? You know, I, like that. Those bleachers go way up in mm-hmm. center field, and that scoreboard sits above those bleachers. And and there's a guy walking around in a sailor suit above the bleachers, <laughs> and he, it, it lands next to him. He's under the scoreboard. That's impossible for a human being to do that, isn't it? It would I seem mean, so. Yes, it should so. be. It, yeah. it was not, I guess. Hey, what what's the most impressive home run uh, distance wise that you've seen in, in person in your uh, in your career? Wow, I I did see the Jose Canseco fifth deck postseason homer, whatever year that was, in the in the Rogers Center, which was then the Sky Dome. That was pretty crazy. And actually, in the home run derby in that place, uh, I think it was Cecil Fielder hit a ball that landed in the restaurant. So I went and actually went into the restaurant and talked to the guy who caught it. He was just sitting there. And the ball landed in a salad, right? So then went downstairs afterwards, and Dave Henderson had a line. He said, you know that old expression, there's a fly in my soup? He said, there was a fly ball in that guy's soup. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Jason, with the Twins having a bullpen game last night, something that probably wouldn't 
necessarily have been possible for them about a week ago before rosters expanded. Now with the 40 guys, are we going to see games like this not be a thing next year when the, the rules change? Yeah, they can't be. Um, you know, next year, the roster from April or, you know, last week of March through the end of August is 26 instead of 25, and there's a limit on number of pitchers, right? They didn't want to just add another pitcher. And then in 28, when you, when you go to 28 in September, there's still a limit on pitchers. You're, you're not going to be able to, like, call up 36 guys and then declare 28 active. It's just a hard and firm 28. So you can get a little creative. You can't do what they did last night or what the Phillies did last night. And, I, I mean, I think that's a good thing, but those games do get kind of fun sometimes. Yeah, last night was an incredibly fun game to watch. I said on our Twins show today, Jason, for the people who complain that nuance and, and the chess match of baseball is out in 2019, I think it's just moved to different places. And last night we saw Rocco Baldelli play some chess, and, and there was some nuance to how he, he, he handled his pitching staff in that game last night. Yeah, right. And, you know, like, strategy is different in baseball in 2019, and it's definitely different in September. But that doesn't mean... There's no strategy. It just means it's different. Mm -hmm. And, you know, these are big games because the Twins can put the Red Sox away, I think. And, you know, if I were about to play in the postseason, I wouldn't want that team playing in it. Um, So that matters. And, hey, Rocco's been – I think Rocco's been amazing how how quickly and how smoothly – He's adapted to a job he's never done. He's really been a breath of fresh air. Hey, how, how much do you feel like he shares similarities in philosophy, Jason, with what uh, Kapler has done with the Phillies? Well, I mean, they they both came through the Tampa Bay food chain, and there's a certain similarity in that they're both upbeat and data data oriented, but. Rocco has just got a—he's got an ease that I think Gabe lacks. Uh, you know, Gabe's messaging post-game, the stuff he says to the media—it—it's uh, head-scratching sometimes. You know, I think he forgets who he's talking to, and Rocco just has a natural feel for all of it. Uh, you know, Gabe Kapler can communicate with his players; he's great at that, but. You know, the trying to trying to get his message across to fans has been a real challenge. I do. I don't feel like Rocco's had that. Do you? Uh, no, no. But the markets are different too. So, in fairness, yeah. I think going into Philadelphia is probably far more of a test of one's of one's resilience and spirit than here. So, if if Rocco went there, I think it might be different because you guys are a little bit tougher, and there's no doubt in my mind your fans in Philadelphia are way tougher. You, you think Gabe Kapler just a little, Jason? Booed. Gabe Kapler got booed at the home opener before he'd ever managed a game in Philadelphia. <laughs> <laughs> just for being Gabe, Gabe Kapler, right? Oh. Well, yeah, but I, you know, it, like we don't need to re-legislate this, but uh, opening day that year in Atlanta, he decided to take Aaron Nolad after five innings and what was it, like 74 pitches or something. They blew a six-run lead, so that went well. 
Jason, how how close do you think the AL Manager of the Year race is going to be between Rocco and Aaron Boone in New York? <laughs> you know, I I never know how to handicap a Manager of the Year race. Yeah, you know, Danny, like this is how I think writers tend to vote. They think to themselves, all right, let me think back on my predictions coming out of spring training. <laughs> Who was I most wrong about? <laughs> Who did I think was going to stink and then they were good? I'll vote for that guy to make myself look better. And, I, you know, I, I, I do think that that helps Rocco if that's the logic. But the Yankees have set a record for most players on the disabled list in one year. And they're going to win like a hundred and six games, maybe more. And I, I mean, I, I think Aaron Boone deserves a ton of credit for that. That is hard to do. It's especially hard to do in New York. Um, I, I don't, I don't know. It's a really impossible argument. I think you got to include Terry Francona in the discussion too, right? Probably, he's probably third, but he's doing a great job with that baseball team. Yeah, we've. I mean, how many teams have we had that have come back from the dead? You know, they're, look, they're not going to win the division, but they were eleven and a half back of the Twins and passed them for one day. And Terry Francona could be the manager of every year. He's the best manager in baseball. Are the Red Sox now, in your mind, uh, Jason Stark? Are they pretty much dead? I think they are. Um, you know, the the math is always fascinating to me. And here, <laughs> here's how I try to do it. I go to a site like Fangraphs and say, All right, what are they projecting? And they're projecting that it's going to take 93 wins to get the second wild card, right? So 93 and 69. If that's the case, the Red Sox have to go 19 and 5. How many times have, how many stretches this whole season have they gone 19 and 5? Zero. <laughs> Can, are they, they're going to get through four weeks with five losses. I mean, there's a, there's an incredible amount of offensive talent on that team, but they're not doing that. Jason, did you prepare trivia for us this week? Nice. I, I, I live to hear the music. Well, Declan so hit the music. Way to go, Declan. There we go. Declan was here, all over. Here it is. Strings and yep. all, Jason Stark. We're down to Phil Mackey, but we're ready for you. Let's go. <laughs> Are we really? No, probably not. Okay, thank yeah. you. Yeah. Oh, wait, i got to listen to the strings. Hold on. Yep. Ah, this makes my whole week. Here we go. <laughs> Albert Pujols just hit his 20th homer, so that's 17 seasons of 20 homers. Uh, since the Harmon Killebrew Bob Allison era ended, there have only been two twins who have hit 20 in seven seasons or more. Just want you guys to name them. Go for it. Two twins with 20 plus home runs in seven seasons or more. Yep. All right. Um, I am. Go- I-, I feel like we're going to lean heavily on Judd on this. Yeah, one. Judd, you're going to have to be. There's going to be a question mark. I'm, I'm going to say a few names here. This is so these are not Declan. This is just us Final deliberating the, yes. the answer, Jason. <laughs> yes. This we are is hu- not an answer. We are huddling. We're huddling like they do on the Family Feud. All right, let's go. Right. Seven seasons. I don't think I'm going to be much help here. <laughs> no, no. Considering you're about 12 years old, you're not going to be. That's it's okay, only two. Though. Usually, we have to get three yeah. or four for for to get to get it right with Jason Stark trivia. But think about it. You, like these are all guys you've heard of. Oh, of course, sure, yeah, of course. Just two, but just two. But just two. 
Okay. Um, my first thought is Kent Herbeck, who played for the Twins was, for a long, long time. That was and one of had, the names that popped into my head. Didn't Definitely have, thought that. Didn't okay. have proficient power, but ha- of course you did, because you're consist- a Bloomington <laughs> Kennedy guy too, Danny. <laughs> Consistent power. All right. So that's... that's uh, that, that, is that like, a guess or no? No. Not yet. Is that just... Do we, you're do just we talking. Should, do we should we try and get... Since it's just two, should we try and, and do it? Get... Two names and Just come up with them two both names at the same time. I think that's probably the same. Does that way sound go. fair? Yes. Okay. Because if, if it's like six names, then we try okay. one by right. one. All right. One. Okay. It's like Stark tries to help us, and Declan's like, "Can I pull well, the trigger?" On the you only guys? problem with that philosophy, though, it could be incomplete. <laughs> one of them could be right, and one of them couldn't well, be right. Well, if you can bo- buzz if and... one of them is wrong, then we're wrong. We Ding need to get buzz, two. Yeah. This isn't that hard. Um, I would have said Brunansky, but I don't think he, he was not here long enough to have probably had enough time to do it. I, I think, hate your system. I don't think Kirby strung together seven twenty home run seasons, did he? Are, are we missing somebody more recent? Are we missing somebody more recent? But I don't think we are. Because Declan, <laughs> his face is the worst tell in the history of poker. <laughs> I thought you were just going to say his face is the worst. I think it's somebody. <laughs> too. I think it's somebody recent based on the face he made when you just said, "Are we forgetting somebody recent?" No. Um, Joe Maurer didn't have seven straight 20 no, home runs. Okay. It's not no, straight, no. though, right? Um, right, it's not no, straight. So, it's no, just no, seven just total. Seven. Okay, let's... Should we try Herbeck and Morneau? Okay. I think that... Ding on Herbeck. Okay. Wrong on Morneau. Oh, well, it was just a question. That's correct. Justin Morneau only had five of them. Oh, mm. wow, okay. Who did we miss, Jason Starr? Come on. It, it, it's a guy who works for the Twins. That, does that help? Kadire? Tori Hunter. There it is. Tori Hunter. There it is. Tori Hunter. Really? I was. I could say that I was going to say Tori, but I hate when people do that. <laughs> it's just the most lame. I lost, and and now I'm trying to look good. Well, I was gonna say Tori. I thought about throwing it out. <laughs> yeah. Okay, you guys. Thanks. Thank you, Jason Stark. We always appreciate your time. Thanks, Jason. Always fun, man. Great stuff. There's Jason Stark from the Athletic and MLB Network. I, uh, Danny just gave me two thumbs up. Good job. I hung up the phone and didn't turn off my there mic. There you go. That which, might be the first time that you've sat in that chair that you haven't accidentally turned your mic off. And I've done that at least a dozen times where I turn off my mic and then you hear the phone click on the air. Between that and Fox Sports Wisconsin, uh, you're you're doing pretty well. Thanks. Wow. And, and calling the state yep. fair the Wisconsin State Fair. Yep, twice. That's right. Did uh, you really call it the Wisconsin State twice. Fair? To, oh, the, the, the very first the very show first of the fair. show from there, I said the Wisconsin The State opening fair. line do you was... Know, do you know what that does for any goodwill that you might have developed? I know. And of course you called Ryan Saunders, coach of the Milwaukee Bucks. Okay, I'm going to uh, move on from that and do this What else quick. has he done? Uh, <laughs> Can we just get a list together? Any, I'm sorry, what are you going to do? We need four guys... Who think they can do the Pete Townsend scream? Wait, it's got to be guys. It can't be gals. Four guys too. or girls who think they yeah, can do. Let's, let's include everybody. The Pete Townsend scream. Do we have one ready to play? Do you have a as, sample? As do you have a, a sample ready to play? We, we for can't. Us? It, we really cannot. Not do even that. the scream. No, nope. I know we can't Why? play the guitar nope. riff. We nope. can't play the scream. Can't do it. Because it's Are you go kidding the, me? Because it goes on the podcast yep. and it runs into all types. Come on. It's a clip from a TV show. We're allowed to play clips we from play TV clips shows. We play clips from TV shows every it's, day. It's copyright infringement. Sorry. I, I don't know. Just give about credit that. to CSI. I think yeah. we're allowed to play the. Sc- I think we're allowed to play the screen. You'd what like if- to switch roles? We can, you know, you can come back here and do it, and by all means, yeah. Makalov, comma, who was fired on Wednesday. I don't know comma. how to do that. I don't know how to do that. But I, that's crazy. That's ridiculous. everybody knows the scream, though, right? Yeah. I think so. 
Wow. Is that a good, tra- is that a good <laughs> test at least? Yeah. There you go. Can't you do See? better than that? Nope, I don't think I can't. you win the tickets. There I don't go. think Declan's a winner. Darn. We have two four-packs of Who tickets to give away for this Friday night. How are they still touring? I don't know, man, but God bless them. And here's what we're going to do. I want to I want to explain the game now so A we can get people lined up to play during the break and B I can just get right into the game on the other side of the break. And like I said, this could be great or terrible or great and terrible all at the same time. And if it goes badly, I'm blaming copyright laws cuz we're not allowed to play the guitar riff or the scream. But I need four people who think they can do the Pete Townsend scream, the infamous Pete Townsend scream. And Judd and I are going to act out scenes from CSI Miami, and then you will do the scream, and the two best Pete Townsend screams are going to see The Who this Friday night. How do we know we'd get caught? We probably wouldn't. Exactly. We probably wouldn't. I don't think that we would. There's a very paranoid guy currently in Washington, (laughs) D.C., I can tell you that. Because I've tried this before. I don't think we used to. We used to play sound. And all he's not the time. here. He wouldn't even know <laughs> until we get sued. If we do get caught, and so uh, here, let me explain again. Without the guitar riff or a sample bum, bum. of the Pete Townsend scream, Judd and I are going to act out one-liners from CSI Miami. Then we will hit the phone. You will do the scream, and the two best Pete Townsend screams get a four-pack of tickets to see the Who this Friday. Around the horn. How do we think this is going to go? Great or terribly? Poorly. <laughs> We're going to wish we just gave the tickets away. Declan, how do you think this is going to go? Awfully. Awfully? Yeah, okay. that's not even a word. All so right. that's how bad it's going to go. It's Sounds... a word. It just doesn't make sense there. Awfully is a word. It's just, it's an adverb. This was my idea, so I will own it if this goes badly. But again, I think it can go great and terrible all at the same time. We'll find out right after this. Mackie and Judd with Rami on Score North. Score North Download brought to you by Tondrick Financial. Game two of the Twins series with the Boston Red Sox tonight at Fenway Park. Last night, the Twins held off Boston for a 6-5 win in a bullpen game. Jose Barrios will start tonight for the Twins. First pitch is at 6-10. Josh Doxson signing has been official with the Vikings, the former first-round pick. Reunites with Kirk Cousins, where the two were together in Washington. We'll see if he's a factor or even active for the Vikings' first regular season game against the Falcons this Sunday at U.S. Bank Stadium. Also, Stefan Diggs missed practice today with a hamstring injury. Something to watch for as we gear up for the game. Now back to Mackie, Judd, and Rami on Score North. Hold on a second. You the for- phone's ringing. You forgot the Twins news. Sam Dyson headed back to the Twin Cities with an arm problem. Oh, goody, ain't that great. That caused Judd to say punt on hope. Punt on home, Minnesota everybody. sports. Punt on home. Punt Roger on, on uh, home. Roger tweets Addison says save that for a 2020 State Fair T-shirt. <laughs> Who's like to it. say we'll be here in 2020? By the way, it wasn't Pete Townsend. Sorry, I'm not a huge I got a bunch of, fan. I got like three right? tweets. It's Roger Daltrey. He's the singer. But Pete Townsend is the guitarist. Sorry, I am not joking. In I believe I was 11 years old, 1981, gentlemen. 1981. If you Google it, the Who. Did a farewell concert at Maple Leaf Gardens in Toronto. They are going to be in town in the next couple of days. Think about that. Yeah. Some- 1981, they said, we're done. See you later. It's been good. Oh, that was their farewell tour? Yes. It was a farewell. The Who saying In 81? I want to say it was 81. The la- I'm sure I'll get a tweet if I'm wrong by here. But in 81, Maple Leaf Gardens, that was it. What were they saying farewell to? 
They were done. They were older. That they were the, aging. The seventies. I guess so. <laughs> I don't know. Think about that. Sure. They're touring still. All right. So here's what we're doing here on uh, Mackie and Judd with Rami on Score North fifteen hundred scorenorth.com and the Score North mobile app. We have two four packs of tickets to see the Who this Friday. And uh, we want to have a little fun with it or just make some terrible radio, which can also be fun sometimes. We have four people on hold. Judd and I are going to act out classic scenes from CSI Miami and classic one-liners. That's an oxymoron right there. By Horatio Kane. Classic scenes. Played by David Caruso. One of the worst actors of all time. I love him. We'll chew on the phone. And now timing is part of this, too. After I deliver the one-liner, I'm playing the part. Of Horatio Kane here. After I deliver the one-liner, you do the Roger Daltrey scream that has now been attached to CSI Miami and these terrible one-liners. And the two best are going to see the Who this Friday. I have one request. Here. Yes, you are wearing my. Sunglasses. I'm wearing sunglasses. Yes, so I can really get the timing down and get into the character. Don't break my sunglasses. <laughs> Yeah, and don't be like Royce. Don't Those take. Sun, don't Royce take already home. walked out with them. Don't take his sunglasses home. Okay. Just please. I'm having don't trouble seeing sunglasses. the call screener because well, I'm wearing John, sunglasses. I'm first. John, caller number one. John, you're first up. Are you ready to go? Doing? doing well. You have your Roger Daltrey scream ready to it go. It depends on how your scream yeah. goes, John. All right. I got my my white Jerry curl. I'm uh, I'm ready to do this. All right. Here we go. Are we ready? Yep. Judd is yep. playing the part of somebody named Frank. My name is Frank. In this particular scene. Judd, here is... I'm just feeling the timing and I'm letting it go. Okay. Right? Yep. Yeah. So it after... I'm like my infant screaming. I'm going to deliver uh, my one-liner and then you jump right in with the scream, all right? You're setting the tone here, John. Here we go. Okay. Are we ready? We Don't are ready. screw it up. All, all of right. you. My, my name is Frank. No matter how you cut it, divorce sucks. Frank? It's a killer. That's pretty solid. John, I'm going to put you on hold. You you dropped him. No, I did. Oh, damn. I did just drop him. I am not going to back. John calls back. Have Declan handle this, please. Yeah, Declan, you run the phones. All right. Okay. All right. I thought that was all right. What did you guys think? (laughs) Well, now he's going to have to get John back on the line and run the phones. That's okay. You're making the kid's life hell back there. That's okay. He's not doing anything. <laughs> I thought it was. I thought it was good, but he sounded like like he was six months old screaming at night. <laughs> All right. Um, in next, this, in the second one, let's get our next contestant up. This is going to be a uh, let Declan do it. Don't touch the phone. Zach, put, pull Zach up for me, please, Declan. All right, we got Zach on the line. Uh, Judd isn't playing a part in this one. He's just sort of a narrator setting the scene for us. All right, here we go. Are we prepared? Yes. A man is killed in an alleyway outside a speed dating club. Once the sheriff has explained what speed dating is, Horatio? Oh, hold on. I got. I pulled my glasses off too. From quick. the top. Start from the top, please. A guy, a guy is killed in an alleyway outside a speed dating club. Once the sheriff has explained what speed dating is... What he didn't know is that sometimes... Speed kills. This is one of the worst hmm. ideas. Move your hand. Yeah, stay away from the phone. Or I'll... Yeah, you're done with the phone. You're not touching okay. it. I have it. Zach's back on hold. I'm not touching the phone. Put Zach on hold. Uh, I was underwhelmed with, with Zach. I'm going to be honest. I like be John real. better. Yeah, John, John was I think better. John right now is the leader in the clubhouse. I think John gets bonus points for having to actually call back to and how, doing that successfully. That's a lot of direction to follow. How do we think this bit is going so far? Uh, on a scale of 1 to 10, minus 3. <laughs> 
to say about a two. If this was a baseball player, it, it'd be demoted to double okay. A for a lot of work. <laughs> All right. Our third contestant. No, stop. I'm, okay, I'm sorry. I'm used to running the phones. Our third contestant Poorly. is Marcus. Marcus, are you ready? I am. Okay. Now, in this particular scene, a guy has been impaled on an ice sculpture at a wedding, and Judd oh. is the coroner. Very fitting. Mm-hmm. That's cold-blooded Horatio. Yes, Alex. It's as cold as ice. No! <laughs> that was was that a dying cat? I think that was a dying cat. I actually thought it started off pretty good, and then by the end, I was I became frightened. What was that? I have no idea. I thought it was really good. Did you really? Well, okay. Honestly, I thought it was good. Let's okay. give him credit then. All right, Declan, just like let's get this over with. Yeah. It cannot be five o'clock soon enough for Declan. All right. Okay. Last no, one. Stop. <laughs> I can't help. If you touch that phone one more time. How are we doing as far as cutting people off right now? <laughs> this is such a train wreck. Are we okay? All right. Our last contestant All is right. Jason. Jason, are you ready to go? I'm ready. All right. All here right. we go. Are we set? Now, a man in a crowded courtroom draws a gun and refuses Horatio's offers to help him. Judd Zolgad is the gunman. You're a dead man. Horatio shoots him in the face with no warning, removes sunglasses, join the club. That's solid. That is solid. Don't touch that, and I like that one. That is solid. That was really good. Now, I think our first. That was was the best. I think our first contestant, John, and our last contestant, Jason, are our winners. Are you guys in agreement with me? I I, I definitely like those two the best, yeah. Declan has given me the thumbs yes, up. Yes. Judd, you, <laughs> Declan, you could have said anything. Yeah, Declan would have been like, have, yeah, let's do that. They said, win. Declan. <laughs> you could have made up a name, and Declan's like, absolutely. Poor All right, now don't bug me as I get their info. Right. Yeah, now, go get their and info. And now Declan's got engineers in the room <laughs> bothering him, too. You made this segment out for him. Because they heard all the screaming. The engineers came running. They're like, what, what the, what's going on over there? <laughs> oh, my God. I don't know. I enjoyed that segment. I enjoyed. I enjoyed that. Do you whole agree? Thing. I don't know about you. Do you, you agree guys. That, that? Thanks for the sunglasses. Thanks for not breaking them that, or taking them, Roycey. That David Caruso is the biggest overactor in the industry since since T.J. Hooker, played by the great William Shatner. Uh, yeah, probably. I think I think that's fair. If you ever have a chance on YouTube, go back and just watch a little bit of T.J. Hooker. It is unbelievable. Oh, it's terrible. Sliding on, sliding on police cars. <laughs> his like tack to get he would get out of the car and like slide across the hood of his police car. But Horatio Kane, that character was pretty was equally probably as, as over the top as Shatner was. The one liners are great though. Oh yeah. I mean they're terrible and they're great, which I think sums up this last segment that we just That's did. very fitting. <laughs> yes, I would agree with you. Danny, your thoughts. <laughs> that was something. I don't Uh-oh. have many thoughts other than that. That Uh-oh. was something. Chad, Chad, Chad's upset. This is just the worst radio 
is all he tweets. I, I can't disagree with him. It is terrible. The question is, do you like train wrecks? Do you believe in train wrecks? You know, I don't know that this this one's going to win an award for, for best giveaway, but we tried. I had fun. We gave it. We gave it. <laughs> Not gave everybody it hates it. Me tweeted at Score North and said that third contestant made me laugh so hard. The third contestant, play it again, all capital letters. Well, Chad and me might want to step out in the street because they definitely don't agree about the quality of radio they just heard. I just hope that somehow, some way, we can have that turned around to open the second hour with the screams. <laughs> Now, you said I made Declan's life hell this segment. You're asking for that. You're asking I to didn't pull ask that. Declan to do it. I just said somehow, <laughs> somehow. I haven't been that overwhelmed in my second tenure at Score North yet. <laughs> Not since Jerry Kill joined the show when Tracy Clay's got fired. I've been more overwhelmed. That was, that was, I did not enjoy that. <laughs> All right. Well, I Chad. I did not enjoy that. <laughs> Chad. Nope. Declan, don't like that. Everybody else. We'll get back to hard hitting sports talk radio right, right after this. Well, when, when you're getting back to hard, uh, hard hitting sports talk radio. <laughs> yeah. How do, you, how do you sleep? How do you oh, do you sleep well man. ever at night, Rami? I sleep great because I don't take things like this too seriously. 